0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Lexen Alvarado, the Scarlet fan from the Amateur Otaku, and also joining us from the other side of the world is the fantabulous otaku himself, Doc Isaac. What is up, my man?
1: Hello. It's also all fine and good. I'm just looking for my scrappers. Where can I find my scrappers? Anyway, how's it going, guys?
0: What? Awesome. (laughs) Everything is awesome. As you know, guys, Isaac brings the madness. I bring my mind to be melted. And we're here to talk some anime. As we spoke about in episode one, um, where we did a non spoiler review of Alita Battle Angel. And we promised you a part two to that review where it would be spoilerific and we will pour our guts and hearts out and minds out talking about a leader from start to finish and you know what we're not going to do it alone it's not just going to be me and Isaac here so at least my mind can rest a little bit from the madness <laughs> we brought a great friend from Movam Entertainment Mr. Mike Thomas what's up man hey guys yeah Brandon and I are
2: both going to have our minds melted today it's going to be a blast
1: yeah. So
2: awesome. <laughs> See, I don't even know
0: what that was. We're just gonna have <laughs> to deal. We we just have to go with it. It's it's one of those things. It's one of the many things that abides in Isaac's head. But then again, what time is it over there, Isaac? In uh, Switzerland, um, two
1: fifty-six a.m. Almost three a.m. Oh boy!
0: Lack of sleep, love of anime, and pure writing brilliance produces these little monsters. And one of these days, we're all going to see it in the anime himself. <laughs> Doug Isaac's in his mom. I can see it. You imagine, Isaac, you having like your own Sesame Street, like an R-rated Sesame Street with all the little monsters that you come up with.
2: I mean, Landon, Katie, and I have been fighting over the movie rights for Isaac's <laughs> stuff for years now, right? <laughs>
0: oh, that is awesome. So for, that- those didn't... <laughs> for those of us that didn't know Mike Thomas... Um, works also at Wobam Entertainment. He's just, he does awesome reviews and podcasts and great um, reviews and conversations with other members of Wobam, and I've, and I've been there as well. We talk about Arrowverse, Elseworlds, crossovers and movies. It's an awesome place to hang out. But today, we're going to talk Alita Battle Angel, which was an amazing movie. Mike wrote a review on it, so we're going to hear his thoughts in a little bit. Um, Isaac, how about we hit the ground running and you start us off with a synopsis of this awesome flick.
1: Okay, then. <clears throat> Set several centuries in the future, the abandoned Alita is found in the scrapyard of Iron City by Ido, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes in cyber Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As Alita learns to navigate her new life and treasures, Streets of Iron City, Ido tries to shield her from the, her mysterious past.
0: And there you have it. <laughs> little kids, <laughs> a little kid's imagination of a tortured life called Elite. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Wow, oh, yeah, that's it. That's in the podcast right you there. Go. The, there you, you go. That's back. all we need to hear. Okay, guys, the end the podcast. Here. It was awesome. No <laughs> so you guys that's awesome thank you for that Doc isaac so um in episode one part one of the elita review you heard me and isaac gushing about everything we enjoyed about the movie but we haven't heard mike's thoughts on this he did publish a review a couple of days ago after it came out on theaters but here on the amateur otaku on this podcast first we want to hear his thoughts so mike the floor is yours Tell us what you thought of Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, so I would feel like I'm not as high on Alita. You
2: guys, I like the movie. It was pretty good. As someone who didn't read the manga or watch any of the anime, I went into this blind. I didn't see any of the trailers either, so I was really, truly blind. So like Isaac said, it's basically the cyborg girl discovering who she is. And Alita as a character is the bright spot of this movie, which is what you expect because she's the main character. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. It was pleasantly surprising to see her be so strong. And the actress who plays Alita, I believe her name is uh, Rosa Salazar?
0: Yeah, Rosa Salazar.
2: Yeah, she steals the show and she's amazing. Everything else in the movie, like Hugo, the love interest, he's not that good. And Mahershala Ali, while gives a great performance, I wish I could have seen more from his villain. But minor gripes aside, we'll get into more details later. But I think overall, it was, it was a really solid movie. And I can't wait to see a sequel if we get one, if we're lucky enough to get
0: one. OK. So you're excited about seeing a sequel. So you, you're looking forward to seeing more of this? Oh, yeah. yeah. OK. That's awesome, that's awesome. So, there you have it folks. Those are Mike's basic thoughts. Now, how about we break this um, little by little and let's talk, I have a little selection of topics or ideas that we can go around and 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 talk about a little bit. Um, and, I, and I wanna make sure that we include Mike and, and Isaac also, um, of course, with his knowledge and his ideas of Adam because I know he's seen a lot more IMA than I have um let's 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 start with this in comparison to other anime adaptations that we have seen in the past of course we're talking about live action adaptations not uh an actual anime like every manga making anime um but in terms of live action adaptations where do we rate alita do we see it as the best the worst just a good example joe's okay mike what do you think so I haven't seen nearly as
2: many live-action adaptations as you guys probably have. I've only seen Death Note and Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> so obviously, wow. Alina is... so the bar is low, <laughs> Didn't <laughs> right? You the... Didn't you say uh,
1: Edge of Tomorrow? That was an
2: anime. See, Larson? It, anime. Yeah, it's,
1: it's based on uh, It's based on a light novel called uh, "All You Need Is Kill.
2: You see, Doc, this is why we come to you for everything.
0: There you go. It's <laughs> okay, not but... all madness, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've seen three, and... Okay, see, so you now you have to change my statement. Alita is the second best in adaptation.
0: So, so you enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow more than Alita?
2: I loved Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. What Alita, would you say... Okay. Go
2: ahead. What were you about to say?
0: No, no, you go, you go.
2: Yeah, Alita suffers from a problem a lot of films do nowadays, so it's not necessarily its fault. It's trying to build towards a sequel, and in doing that, it kind of lessens the experience of this movie, because there's things in this movie that's set up that we don't really get a payoff to, which I assume they would explore in the second movie. like Nova. She never comes face to face with them. That's like bookend at the end of the movie. We never see Zalem um, They never actually make it up there so it's basically what's up there what is everybody trying to see what are they hiding up there and what is nova's plan and how is lita gonna take them down so in this movie we spend most of the film learning who she is which is fine but then we sort of start building to this conflict and we don't get the payoff and that's the part that really really lessened the movie for me it's still good don't get me wrong But it was one step from being great because it focused so much on building to the next film instead of focusing on making this film what it needed to be.
0: What do you say, Isaac? Let's start with uh, how about you start with where it ranks for you and maybe give a little counterpoint to Mr. Thomas here.
1: Uh, first of all, uh, wh- what is this? A Dragon Ball evolution? I have uh, haven't even heard of it. Um, maybe this is me being ashamed that I saw it day one, but th- that's an, a different story. We all uh, make mistakes, buddy. Uh, yeah. yeah, we we've all gone
0: down dark, dark road.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, uh, I watched watch Inhumans
2: in IMAX, so you're good.
1: Ouch. Yeah. T- if you want to, if you want a better uh, Dragon Ball live action adaptation, watch the uh, Thailand uh, low-budget adaptation called Dragon Pearl. It's not good, but it's certainly better than uh, Evolution. But anyway, I would uh, probably... Hmm, I would personally uh, put it above Edge of Tomorrow, personally, but that's only because my attachment to the manga. If I was in the same situation as, as Mike, I would probably have done the same thing. But that's just a uh, speculation on my part. And while I didn't have the same problem as Mike uh, of the building towards the sequel, could be because I have read the manga earlier and and have a connection to the uh, source material. Yeah, I can certainly see where uh, where it's coming from as someone going in blind and. Uh, I hope we can all agree on that the uh, actor playing Hugo Hugo, should not have been cast. He should stick with the uh, Disney Channel uh, type of uh, roles because he couldn't act for the life of him. Oh, boy. Can we all agree on that? Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, if they had to... (coughs) uh, Pardon me. If they have to uh, uh, resurrect him, please recast him because he was the uh, uh, weakest link in the entire f- film. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what uh, else I can say before we go into more spoilers. So, Brandon, what about you? So um,
0: I'm gonna say that definitely haven't seen a good, a great, a good deal of anime adaptations. Um, though I do not bear the shame of watching the entirety of Dragon Ball evolution. I do bear <laughs> the shame and heartbrokenness of having seen the full metal alchemist adaptation, which can burn in infamy as blasphemy as all blasphemy should burn. Okay. I'm back. So um, <laughs> that was a dark precipice for a moment. I apologize. <laughs> Um, Brandon yeah.
2: was staring into the abyss. Yeah,
0: it, it, it just looks at me. Um, so, so yeah. So, Alita Angel for me is my favorite adaptation. And that is after watching the... Uh, I enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow. Um, and that is also after watching the amazing um, Ruroni Kenshin adaptations, which is another anime that I love. Um, personally... I think surprisingly enough, which I never imagined there would be a factor. Um, I side with Isaac from the same standpoint, because since I, I had the, I had the opportunity of actually reading the first volume of nine of the battle angel um manga, um, it, it, it allowed me to really appreciate the movie and enjoy it for the journey that it was. Um I can agree with you, Mike, in the sense that yes, there's a lot of buildup towards the future. Um, but I also have to say that um, I don't—I I couldn't say that—that—that—that that, that, that it harms the movie in any way. If you're looking at the movie as Alita's journey and how much she evolves throughout the picture, it kind of feels like one of those it kind of feels like let's 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 give it a name here um because us theorists work that way let's call it the thanos problem the thanos problem of infinity war that a lot of people had is people felt that the movie was incomplete um but other people say that the movie is complete but of course it depends on your pov your point of view if you're seeing the movie from the point of view of the heroes the movie is incomplete. But when you understand that the movie is not their story, the movie is Thanos' story, it feels complete. You know what I mean? So, so from, from, from that aspect, in my mind, um, I could say that her character developed enough that there, even though there is a cliffhanger, or hope for future appearances of Alita, it felt enough to bookend the movie. So even if it feels like a part one, it bookends it nicely. It feels like a Harry Potter book. When a Harry Potter book ends, it ends. Even though you know year two or year three, year four is coming, it feels like a solid ending. That's how I I saw it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get
2: that. My... My biggest issue with that, though, is the Avengers had the pleasure of having 20 movies before Infinity War, so they're able to sort of play around with ending on a cliffhanger, and Alita, I wouldn't even consider that a real cliffhanger. It is building towards the next movie. The ending's not my problem. My problem is, like, the world building. I thought we could have focused a little bit more on that type of stuff, the setup and everything. Instead, we just sort of twiddling our thumbs, playing (laughs) motorball until we can actually get to the main issue, the main conflict. She's a warrior and she needs to go to war against this Ed Norton character who we see in the last seconds of the movie. It's like if the Avengers, instead of focusing on Loki in that movie, they just kept talking about Thanos, kept talking about Thanos, and then we don't see Thanos. That's how it felt to me. As an outsider who doesn't know the source material, at least.
0: interesting, interesting, interesting. What do you think, Isaac? <laughs> you think you think the fact that we, you think knowing the source material can hinder the viewer on on the case I mean, of Alita. That,
1: I mean that can certainly uh, help or uh, knowing the source material for anything can always either help or hurted uh, the experience be it Superman uh, Captain Marvel, or NDSK Talita. I mean, because you're going with a different type of experience, and your experience is uh, uh, it's like a painting movies is like a painting, like have like said you get uh, You get a certain experience because you have a different uh, p- p- point of view because your experience, and uh, the next person get another reaction, because they have a certain point of view and different types of experience and so forth and so forth. So I can, so I can certainly see why, uh, not why, where my, uh, Mike is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I can uh, certainly yeah, it's a valid point. see the argument for that. It's a valid point, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: True that. Now, can okay. we all agree? That Rosa Zalazar as Alita is a godsend. That she was amazing. Yeah. And completely captivate the audience with her role and performance. Can we, agree, can we all agree on this?
2: She is a breakout star. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
2: I can't see anybody else in this role.
0: <laughs> right?
1: She was perfect in that role. Yep.
0: And that's one of those things that when, when you have a role like this, a role that is iconic because as we know, when it comes to manga, um, it's it's a manga is a cult thing for now, um, because of course gaining popularity. Um, but Alita is definitely a cult classic when it comes to the world of anime, um, uh, anime that was published in the nineties, uh, from ninety to ninety five, um, and the fact that she in two hours was able to sell the character to the point like you said like you guys said that no, we can't see anybody else play alita now it's rosa rosa is alita and the fact that the the cgi which we'll talk about it and gush about it in a bit but in the fact that, that that she captured that character so well um that we just look forward to seeing her grow in the character i thought it was really refreshing it really, really worked out for all of us as fans. Um, so, what do you guys think about the CGI? Did you guys see it in 3D? Well, did you see it like in regular IMAX? Where, where I, did you see it?
1: I saw. Well, uh, we don't have an IMAX uh, theater where I live, so I saw it in just th- uh, singular 3D. And, well,. It's one of the few times that I actually am glad that I saw it on 3D, uh, uh, considering a lot of the movies these days does not feel like they have uh, a good reason for having a, a CG. I can pretty much uh, mention uh, on the top of my hand, uh, seen movies from uh, around 2011 that the uh, had good CG in 3D, sorry. Good uh, 3D that uh, was worth the uh, worth the price of a mission, mm. and and uh, this is certainly one of them. But then again, this is a uh, James Cameron production, so it shouldn't be that. So.
0: Brett Miro's favorite I person, I James Cameron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thought I threw that out there. Um. <laughs> if
1: uh, if Mario I- ever get a chance to get an interview with him, you you, you should. Uh, you should get uh, Brett to interview and force him <laughs> to be positive.
0: <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, for, for our audience members that don't know what we're talking about, um, we as part of the Revenge of the Fans podcast, um, um, the Revengers podcast, Mario, our editor-in-chief, and Brett thomas Merrill have a big conflict with uh, the one and only James Cameron, which is hilarious. So I would check out their podcast as episodes where they talk a lot of great stuff about TV and movies. Um, now, you, Mike, um, where do you see it? Did you see it in IMAX, regular theater? Do you see it in 3D?
2: So, Mother Nature screwed with me. I had a screening to see it Tuesday before it came out what? in IMAX. What? And then we got dumped with a foot of snow, and I couldn't make it out there. <laughs> what? So... I got stuck having to watch a 2D standard showing of Alita okay. instead of 3D or IMAX. Okay. It's still visually stunning, but okay. I really wish I could have got that IMAX screen.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Let's say that you have, is, is, as you said again, would you go back, is this the type of movie that you would go back to the theaters just to be able to get that 3D experience?
2: Yes. Especially the time of year the movie came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next Big movie is Captain Marvel, which is a month away. So yeah, I w- if I had the time, I would definitely go back and check it awesome. out because I did like it enough and visually I want to see it in its best form.
0: And I, and I, I have to agree with you. So I had the privilege of actually um, fulfilling James Cameron's wish and I saw it in Dolby 3D and mm-hmm. it was stunning. And, and keep in mind... I'm not sure about you, Isaac, when it comes to big movies, but I know Mike wears glasses. Um, so like going to the movies and watching something, anything beyond my standard, it's like a pain because you got to put the glasses on top yeah. of your glasses, <laughs> even though they make it wide enough, unless you wear contacts, which I don't. And my wife doesn't. Um, we both wear glasses when we go to the movies. Um, and my wife hates um, watching movies in 3d because how the visuals like jump at you in a way that's that can be uncomfortable to the site but this movie was just Anatomically like it was a, a joy to watch it didn't hurt my eyes and everything even though it was 3d Everything looked so natural It looked like it was happening like you can tell that it is computer effects, but everything it was indistinguishable between an actual person and a person enhanced by technology. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, It was amazing how, how the CG animated characters or CG enhanced characters um, blended with characters with actual bodies to the point that all the transitions were smooth. Um, It felt like you were living in a real place. It was amazing. I mean, it, it was, it was utterly amazing. Um, the action pieces, everything was so fluid. Nothing felt clunky, um, and it's so awesome how the fact that um, it's one of those few instances where technology and being that the performances from the actors so strong, it's another is one of those few instances where the, perf- the the technology used to provide an amazing visual never got in the way of the performances. Does that make sense? Yeah, because in a lot of movies, especially these temple blockbuster films, that's one of the biggest issues. That um, I think it wasn't until, for example, one of the biggest complaints all a lot of people had for the Hulk when it started is how he looked. And it wasn't until the Avengers that they nailed that look and that interaction with the Hulk and other people. They did this for a whole town, like you saw people enhanced <laughs> with machine everywhere. Like one of the one of my favorite. Scenes when, is where you go into. I think it's very close to the beginning when they go to get something to eat, and you see this guy playing guitar with the two robot hands. Yeah, and it looks real; like it doesn't look like we know it's fake. Um, hashtag Illuminati. Um, but <laughs> but, but it looks amazing. So so this movie was just breathtaking to watch. Um, what was your favorite um CG Effect or that, that you think was something amazing for you guys? Like, what, um, Isaac, what was that that CG scene that you thought it was beautiful or that you enjoyed more than anything?
1: Ew. There's so many to pick. So, Mike, you can take it while I'm uh, trying to figure it out. Gee, thanks for taking it easy on me, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Do- doctor's orders.
2: But, <laughs> <laughs> but, one that sticks out in particular. I I can't say I have one. Okay. <laughs> I loved all of all of it. I really, I really did. There's not one that I would put over the other. Probably Alita's first real fight. That one sticks out in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But um, nice. visually the the entire movie is just phenomenal. And that's how anime adaptation should be because anime is weird and strange and has this quirkiness about it that doesn't come across in the other adaptations, even Edge of Tomorrow. You see, I went like four years without knowing that was
0: an anime adaptation. Well, that's the thing. Um, Isaac, you read the novel, Fresh
1: Tomorrow, right? I'm assuming. Uh, no, I have not, but I know people that have. Okay.
0: Because one of the things that makes it, that makes it interesting is that Edge, Which I think I'm, I'm going to mention something about Alita in, in, in a little bit. Um, but Edge of Tomorrow feels very Western. Like very American Western. And I would assume that that was mostly the screenwriter. That's why it doesn't feel um, like an anime. It doesn't feel like an adaptation. It feels like a movie. It feels like another Minority Report type of flick. Which is, of course, a Tom Cruise sci-fi vehicle. Even though it's great. Because I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, what well, say you guys taking turns with the CGI? Do you agree with Mike? It was just just it was just good throughout.
1: It was good throughout, but if I pro- uh, had to choose one, that's probably the motorball scene with uh, her playing the first match. Yes. First match, yeah. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. When well, she's fighting all the guys. Yes, agree.
1: That was yeah. just pure insanity.
0: I I it was for me is going to be her first actual battle her second battle with um krilushka um where she gets oh, yeah. when she gets um damaged and her body is torn to shreds um especially after be- your mercy yeah especially <laughs> especially because of how because of the performance of the actress in the midst of everything that's going on, like even when she's without legs, without a torso, without an arm, you can see the performance through the 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 the, the model. You know what I mean? And and the energy that she transmits, and of course the how the fight ends. Um, it's just a dramatic scene altogether. But I think that's one of those scenes where the technology stands out and enhances that experience in the best way possible. Which is one of those things where I like, I keep saying, I tweeted it about this a little bit ago. I'm constantly going, when I think about this movie, James Cameron, thank you for sharing your gift with humanity.
2: (laughs) James was flexing his muscles with this movie. He was ready
0: for those amateur sequels. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. You imagine... This is James Cameron taking a break from Avatar. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't I mean, not yeah. that now I'm an Avatar shipper. Like I'm, I'm not huge on that movie. Like I enjoyed it, but I wasn't one of the people that saw it in theaters and was wowed by it. Um, like I'm one of the few people that go, like, oh, looks good, but it's cowboys and Indians. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if that's him taking a break from Avatar, I can only imagine. How amazing the Avatar movies are going to be! Um, so
2: yeah, Avatar is one of the few movies that you don't need to watch at home. You you needed to watch it in the theater, so. right?
0: Right. You it, it, it's
2: not the it's not the same. It, it's
0: it's a, it was it was like it, it was another Alita. Like Alita is one of those movies you want to watch in the theater. Like you want to watch yeah. the full screen experience to just get immersed in that world. Um, so we agree that we, it was a beautiful aesthetic. That had the CGI and all that stuff. Um, do we have a favorite scene that that you guys want to talk about? Something you found interesting that that probably made this unique. Well, you guys think I have one, and I'm actually going to pick it back on what I was just saying, but I do want to hear what you guys think about this. Um, so back to that second battle with Grushka, where she gets cut up into pieces. Um, the reason why that's my favorite scene. It's highly related to the fact that I read the source material because and which is one of the reasons why I love the movie is that Mike, if you take if you ever have a chance to read at least the first volume of, Alita, of Battle Angel Alita I think your appreciation for the movie will grow even more because what Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron were able to do with the source material was amazing because they took, they took four volumes of story Took important elements from the latter two and took a big chunk of story. And then they created their own story to streamline her journey. But in the same time, they captured key moments of Alita's story. And if you go into the books, to a degree, that five way relushka where she gets torn to shreds, it's done. Panel by panel by panel and like the whole thing with not the way that she gets destroyed because the grind cutter comes a lot after in the in the volume one but the fact that she gets destroyed to the point where she's only one arm her face and like the upper torso like that is directly from the book the fact that she uses her panzer kunst technique and and um gets strengths from the floor, jumps up, and literally stabs the guy with her arm and blows his eyes out. <laughs> All that, panel for panel. It w- and for me, that was exhilarating. That's why that's my favorite scene. Um, there were a lot of other things that were panel by panel, but that specifically, it's like one of those badass moments, because that's like that's like the moment where you see, in terms of a warrior, you see her character. like She's not going to give up no matter what. Like she's, right. if she only has a finger, she is gonna do anything and not stand in the side of evil. <laughs> I know you found that corny. I know that's why you put it in the review. <laughs> I didn't find it corny. I put it in the review because
2: I liked the line.
0: You do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I apologize for my assumption because I know because See? because to me it felt corny in the in the show but it doesn't you know
2: but it's i'm a guy who loves superman captain america and all might i can
0: live with corny (laughs) and and you know what the reason the reason that scene for me was good because that whole thing like from the beginning of the bar scene to where she's taken away in ito's arm all that bro pretty much almost all that was panel by panel it was it was just amazing it was just amazing that's my favorite scene like that whole sequence. Yeah, that's that
2: sequence is what sticks out to me too. Obviously, for different reasons. Yeah. But in the context of the movie, that's where the Battle Angel was born, in a sense, because she's th- up until that point, she's just you know your average character. But then you see the warrior come out, and it's just like, okay, this is what I paid to see.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's it, you Isaac? What was that scene that got you got you going on this that you enjoyed the most?
1: I would argue that it's the interaction between Ido and uh, Alita because unlike what I talked about earlier which is the biggest flaw for me, uh, the interaction between Ido and Alita feels so genu- uh, genuine and it and it really works, so to speak. That I uh, put a point that I Why couldn't we have more this than that? And it grew, it uh, managed to evolve uh, both of them in such a good way, if you know what I mean. I mean, one of the biggest uh, things with superheroes, because let's face it, she's sort of like a superhero. Right. It, uh, the parent and... uh, Child dynamic, and I think uh, the dynamic between uh, Rosa and uh, Christopher Waltz worked perfectly. I mean uh, yeah, I agree, and uh, that's why I think th- those interactions were so uh, were some of my favorites because if you know me, i kn- I love the personal interaction with the characters in between You're- yeah in between, because, which is also, uh, which is why I personally write my stories a lot more personal than, so maybe there's that too, that I have some favoritism towards those scenes. But if I have to pick some, uh, besides that, I would argue that it is the uh, fight uh, where she lost uh, against the big bud, so to speak, because it's so personal, and, and you can see the emotions and all that. Yes.
0: Which, which, yeah, the, the fight with Vector, you mean the smaller mo?
1: Yeah, they, when she gets thrown to shred, because you, right, you can right. see her fight, you can see all the emotions, and you can uh, see the worry from Ido when uh, you see her lying there, right. torn to pieces, and all that. Right.
2: Yeah, the story is at its best when it when it's That intimate moment. Those quiet moments are the ones that really stick out to me. It's when it tries to go bigger, where it kind of has a couple issues. Like I said, it's kind of a minor gripe. I do want to circle back a little bit, though. Brandon, you were saying it was panel-by-panel homages to the anime and manga. Mm -hmm. That's how you know this is a good adaptation. Because they were able to do that and make you freak out and then make me get hyped without me even knowing that it was <laughs>
0: a yes. recreation. And, and, and that's and that's a great segue. What you just said was a great segue. Uh, and, and that's one of those things. Um, so we one of the main themes that we've had since we started recording, which I kind of love how, or that's why I like just talking to people. Um, we were talking about, we've talked a lot about Edge of Tomorrow, right? Um, yeah. And how Mike... Is forever perplexed about the fact that it's an anime adaptation.
1: <laughs> like novel ad- adaptation, but yeah, yeah. Go on.
0: So, um, so is the fact that does this movie feel like a standard YA production, or does it feel anime? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say. It, does it feel? It feels anime. Right? What would you say, Isaac? It feels anime, right?
1: Yeah, it feels like uh, straight up from an anime manga, light novel, all that jazz. Yeah, It It doesn't feel like uh, something that a Western production company has written and produced, that's for sure.
2: Which is why this was one of the hardest reviews I've ever had to write. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was, you have no idea, I was teetering because my star rating spoiler alert, is three out of five. Mm -hmm. I I was going between three out of five, three and a half, four out of five, because the anime is so strong in this. It's like, throw everything else out the window. This is an anime. Right. (laughs) And it's funny because... Go ahead. It's just I had to review it as a movie, not an anime, which made it hard in the reviewing process.
0: Which is fair. Which is a completely fair, especially when you're being a reviewer, you have to see it as a film. Now, right. now as a fan, we have the advantage that we can see it as 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 an adaptation, as as what it is, as more of the artistry. Apart from the fact that we've gushed out of how amazing it looks, we gushed out of the performances that worked and the ones that didn't, <coughs> Hugo. And um you know we've we've we we have to agree like that's one of the things that sticks out about for me for this movie is that it feels anime and it, it doesn't feel like a, a rehashed version of an american sci-fi post, post-apocalypse story it doesn't feel like that it feels fresh it feels bright and, and keep in mind when, when you read manga 80 or 90 percent of manga is black and white there's no color but the animation is, is, is drawn in a way that it pops out of the page. And this felt like it was popping out of the screen and not because of my 3D glasses. You know, it was just beautiful to see. Um, and, and then like moments like that, that were panel by panel by panel, um, the relationship with Ido, um, um, the taglines, the, 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 the female leads, the, the supporting characters, it all feels anime. You can tell that the people that worked on this really loved the material, and for those that know, this has been a, a pet project of James Cameron for years. And as was well similar to Luke Besson's Valerian, um, Alita: Battle Angel is that kind of movie that James Cameron always wanted to make but was waiting for technology to catch up. And then he, But well, f- we
1: can all agree, that uh, this is a better adaptation than uh, the Valerian movie. Although it's uh, that movie is so bad, it's actually great uh, on the other hand, but that's a different point. I
0: have to see, I've been wanting to see Valerian, but things just hold me back. Um, It's on
2: Prime, uh, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, But yeah, this movie was so anime. And and, and one of the things that I love about it is, for example, let's talk about the adaptation. Um, Isaac, without trying to exclude Mike, but I really want to hear your feedback. Um, Isaac. We both read the manga. How was it when the movie opens with the same panel by panel finding of Ido of of Alita?
1: That was, uh, I mean, it shows that they have done the research, so to speak, and in many ways, see it as sort of like the Watchmen adaptation.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you can see that there is, like, someone that has read the material and wanted to re- recreate the moments because they are so effective in the source material. Right. And that scene in particular is something that really works in the manga. Mm-hmm. And which is why I so surprising that they really did panel by panel. Right. So to speak. And, and, and-, and that's a... Go ahead. That's one uh, That's one thing that I uh, really appreciate with uh, this movie. I was uh, saying that maybe Zack Snyder should do more anime now that I think about it, but that's a different uh, story.
0: Well, we can start a Vivo petition. <laughs> yes. A Vivo petition. But anyway... Zack Snyder should do One Piece. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and, and Mike, just to give you an idea, the fact that I can tell you that if you open up the first volume of Alita right now, and the first pages are going to be Ito walking through the trash, finding a skull, finding an eye, putting it in his back pocket, walking around, turning around, and seeing Alita's face. And you go back to the movie and you'll see the exact same thing. I'm telling you, your eyes are going to open up and glisten. Because that's exactly how it happens. Like. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like like there's so much fan service in this book. And that's one of those things that I think makes Alita very special for, for people that, have, that that they've known about it. Because you have people, for example, my wife, she was she likes anime, but she doesn't she like she watches it if I have it on. And she'll probably hear it and watch it while she studies or stuff like that, but she's not an anime fanatic. Um but she loved this movie, she loved everything about it. She has no gripes with it. She loved the fact that it had a strong female protagonist, which is another topic I want to talk later. Um, But um, she loved this movie. And I know for a fact that that this is the kind of movie that is so rich that whoever watches it and enjoys it will probably go to the manga. And once they go to the manga, they're going to be like, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. And they'll say that in so many places that when they go back to the movie, they'll watch it again. So it's it's Yeah,
2: watching I mean, this movie did make me want to start reading the manga.
0: <laughs> right, right. And it's amazing the fact that you'll go back to the manga and you'll find this same air. And 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 another thing that I liked about it is how um, James Cameron um, was able to modernize the script. Because we're talking about an almost 20-year difference between almost 30 years between its conception and it coming to the screen um, like it did um, in, in, the, in, the, in the I believe that in the comics in the manga um, it takes place like in a futuristic Indiana but Robert Rodriguez decided to make it for science reasons and for, and for and to make it more accessible to the audience he localized everything in Panama City that's why everything's in Spanish so, so he did that. He he made some race changes, and gender changes with some characters, like Doctor Ido's assistant, which for me was for the better, um, because normally in the, in the manga was like an Igor figure, but here was even though she was a very uh, quiet side character, it was more of a full character. But yeah, it's. And the, the way they explored the world, um, um, the fact that everything was in Spanish, it was very Robert Rodriguez, um, the fact that you have people from different cultures and ethnicities, the idea that everyone was brought together, the idea of solemn uh, as, a, as a haven of prosperity. There's so much of this movie that's so anime um, that, that they did so well. And the fact that they didn't do what, for example, one of the things about I just Watchmen, that maybe it's just detriment to say is the fact that it goes panel by panel in a lot of parts, but it doesn't do anything to aid the pace of the story. It's just a panel by panel retelling, and that's it. Which not necessarily always works. They actually did everything they could to keep a panel to do like a hybrid where they did a lot of things panel by panel, but a lot of things they changed or moved in position to allow the story to flow. And for me, that really worked for his benefit. Um, but I do agree with you. Like going back to what you were saying about um, building and stuff like that, um, you do feel editing-wise that some some certain shifts happen out of nowhere. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: It it moves a little. It's a little janky at times. Which you know, no movie's perfect, but yeah, you can feel the editing a little.
0: I agree. But that's one of the beauty things that you can see that they did so much right that you can look over those things. Even so, like if you go into the comics, like I'm telling you right now, if you go to the manga and you go to, where they when they go to the factory and they go um, to, when she goes to become a hunter warrior or when Ido goes to collect his bounties that you see this like cylinders with a head, that is straight directly from the manga as well. Like, they did everything. It's crazy how much they did. Any, anything you want to add, Isaac, in terms of things they grabbed from the manga that you were surprised that were there the way they were?
1: No. Not really. Awesome. So I want to... I'm... Uh, speaking... I... The thing that surprised me is that uh, Robert Rodriguez, of every director, was so good with the quiet moments, but that's a different story again.
0: Hey, just because he's world renowned by Dust Till Dawn TV and Machete, <coughs> does not mean that he can't do cry yeah, moments. <laughs> no, no. But then again, not that he did not that he did it bad. <laughs> that's that's a good point though. But then again, you did have Christoph Waltz, <laughs> Christoph Waltz. and you did have Rosa yeah. doing an amazing job, and you did have Jennifer Connolly, which even though she was more of a side character. Her character was pretty well done as well. Of Sharon, I think was the name of her character. Yeah, yeah, that's the ex-wife. Anything you want to add on this before we keep going, Mike? Uh, no, that that's about it. Isaac, do you want to add anything about Hugo? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what more to add than uh, keep uh, keep it locked in inside a uh, basement for this channel wow. and then just use it whenever you need. And um, you, know, you may lead. Keenan
0: Thompson. Isaac, what? did you stand up? To... Thompson, wherever you are, I'm sorry. Um, please, you have the opportunity to become a better actor. I believe you have what it takes.
2: <laughs> Just don't do you Isaac, yoga. did you stand up in the theater and applaud when he
1: died? Um, no. But I, uh, I shared mentally. That's... You did a little fist pump, gotcha. When, 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 when
0: he died, he shed a tear and smiled Chuck Norris-style.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Hugo was a very, very weak character.
0: It was, it was.
1: That character would have worked if they had a, a, a better actor. I mean, <laughs> the storyline and all that, that isn't my issue, that's it. <laughs> he just couldn't act.
0: Oh boy, but
2: yeah. Speaking of acting, Christoph Waltz was amazing. But I gotta give him. But,
0: but but Christoph Waltz worked in everything. He's like salt; it goes with everything. Like Christoph salts, Christoph, Christoph, <laughs> Christoph Saltz.
2: Christoph salts, <laughs>
0: so Christoph Saltz... Um, uh, I want Christoph salts. That's that hashtag. Christoph Saltz. Um. Christopher Waltz goes in everything, man. Anything that he does, he just does it so well, you know. And he doesn't have to do an accent. He 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 is just him. There's he has this presence that works so well. And and you know what? and And you know what's crazy? This is one of those few roles, if not the only role that I've seen him, where he plays this person, this quiet and reserved person. You know what I mean? Like he normally plays these out of extroverted overacting characters does that make sense like it was a breath of fresh air yeah. that he played this character that was so quiet so so reserved um and and his journey like like you said isaac before the relationship we have with the lead is one of the highlights of the film um, as you see her grow you see his character grow and you want to see more Vito. so like he's like definitely top tier supporting character now the last thing i want to talk about because i i, I think this movie qualifies to be entered in this discussion, and this is actually at the behest of my wife, which I, I have to give her props on this because she's onto something for the fact that she is a woman. Um, do you think that that Alita as a character has the potential to inspire young women nationwide as as an heroine, in the likes of Wonder Woman, in the likes of Do you see this movie doing this for women? I mean, I, I saw the movie there. My, my 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 wife feels this; like she can see this to be the next heroine, um, unrelated to Marvel, unrelated to DC. Um, and I really see it happening. I think Rosa really delivered. Um, and with nothing being compared to this, especially in such a it's being that she's in her own bubble, in, in anime world. Um, do you guys see this happening? Do you think she 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 can start a movement or or be part of this movement of great female lead to the last ten years?
1: I mean, if uh, the movie gets enough money to get a sequel, she's certainly become a big female lead and all that yes, but the 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 only problem about that is if the uh, movie is bombing and all that because the Wonder movement didn't bomb and because everyone went to see it, and unfortunately, we all know how Battle Agent Alita is going so far. Although, considering the word, word of mouth that's apparently going on, maybe it's going to have some uh, slow and steady win the race. And, like Robert By- um, May Burnett said on the On Campia show, that maybe the, the movie is going to be saved through the international box office, Western Aryan, uh, European audience. Japan and China, and thanks to that, becoming the next uh, big female lead, in that case, it all depends, I think uh, females is going to be inspired, those that see it, absolutely, but I don't, uh, if it becomes the next, quote unquote, Wonder Woman, it all depends on how it goes, and all that, yes, what do you say, Mike?
2: Well, I like to start off by saying Brandon's wife is way more qualified than any of us <laughs> to talk about this. Yeah, that's, so, it, that, uh,
1: <laughs> that's for sure. I'm just so uh, I, thinking about how. It all depends yeah, yeah. on how well it goes it's, and it, it's all that. It's so bit. funny how
0: I bring my wife to the table and everything's inspiring and Isaac goes straight to, I will talk numbers and not feelings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm just... Uh, I'm just uh, the effect of uh, if the I can certainly see the, the women uh, women that see uh, the girls agreed. that see it, that will be inspired. I'm i just uh, you're good man. <laughs> I wouldn't. Just, I don't know if I would say the next Wonder Woman because yeah, I'm looking at the box office. If you know, no, I mean. agreed. I'm looking at the box yeah, office so- right
0: now. It's right now. It's sitting. It's Saturday. It's sitting at only fifty-one thousand worldwide which is 51 million i'm sorry worldwide when the projected budget for this movie was almost 170 million dollars so it hasn't even gotten close to breaking even so i can i can see i can see that um you were saying mike
2: yeah so like i said i take her word for it if she thinks this is can catch on like isaac said though the movie needs to have legs right before we're even close to seeing what Wonder... What Wonder Woman's on a totally different line. Right. Laura Croft, maybe?
0: <laughs> because... Ah, uh, come on, bro. That's
2: a more... It's a more reasonable mark for her to reach. You just said that it's basically a flop right now.
1: Second, the, uh, third,
2: second, third weekend is gonna pick up.
1: Yeah. yeah. And luckily, yeah. They, it, uh, Japan and China hasn't uh, had a release yet, so... And they love uh, James Cameron uh, out but there,
2: yeah, so. not focusing on the box office aspect. Yeah, Alita could definitely be reached that same level. It just has to catch on. Because I went with my sister, and she loved it. So, if that's any parameter, the two women we know that seen this movie both loved it.
1: Three, and yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah. it hasn't it opened in China. And it hasn't it opened open in, right? in Japan. Nope. Right? It's so, so
2: It's uh, open next week. Do not underestimate international box office. For the that is center. the, and I'm going to say Aaron. this
0: here. That is one of the main reasons why Aquaman was the powerhouse that it was. It was China, Japan, oh, yeah. and the foreign box office. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not here to downplay Aquaman. Aquaman was an amazing movie. I loved it. I saw it twice. Um, I enjoyed that movie. Ocean master. Mama, um, <laughs> um, man. Yeah, man. But but the only but we have to agree that and, and domestically it only made like $300 dollars $300 in comparison to another one hundred. Well, I'm sorry, um, one one million seven hundred whatever billion. I don't know. I don't know about numbers. Um, but it made a lot of money <laughs> in comparison to domestic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really hoping that this movie has a lot of legs. Um, I'm really hoping that she becomes because thinking about what this is going to mean if this is a a, if this can be a vehicle a female empowerment because that's one of the best things about uh, the elita character she 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 doesn't need to become powerful she's been from day one if anything she has too much power um and her journey is as, as a woman. Like you see this young girl evolve and grow into a woman in, in, in this short experience of life experiences that she has. And, and now she becomes sure of himself. She becomes driven. She has this, even though the drive is to bash Nova's head in with good reason. Um, <laughs> um, but the idea that this journey that becomes very happy when when she just faces the world and how harsh it is, and how she stands up and uses that power to push herself forward um, with a vision of protecting life and saving the Iron City, I think is I think is really inspiring. And, and, if, and, and the possibility of this becoming a success, thanks to the forum box up, it has me excited, because if that happens, imagine what that means for anime adaptations. You know, okay. you know? Because if a female-led anime adaptation makes bank, even if we're just including a Western Box that's more than anything, because you and I because we all, I think we can all agree that as soon as that movie starts making money overseas, the way that probably Aquaman did, a lot of people in the US are going to go, I think we should go see it. I think we should go see Alita. You know, and it's so so it's especially with word of mouth being as strong as it exactly, is. because that's the cool thing. It has really strong word of mouth. Like I saw probably and Isaac, I'm going to say this. You are awesome. All the time you spent on Twitter, the fact you've taken time to retweet all those comments that you've been seeing. It may it brings joy to my eye. Uh, it brings joy to me, to my heart. Every time I see a tweet, and I just retweet it back because everybody says it even people that say for example like your review wasn't bad mike as a film it was a great review but even you said it hey it's not perfect but you got to go see it it's good you know what i mean like that's the the best yeah. word of mouth that you can get that we're getting right now from everyone on twitter like a lot of people are saying just that the movie's an amazing experience it's not a perfect movie but you should go see it like everybody's the same as us right now go see it go see it go see it Be- because i'm it, it might be the beginning of something cool. And and who knows? It's an event. It's an event. And 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 that's what we needed, you know. Uh, while while Wonder Woman was pushed a year into the future, while Birds of Prey is in production and the Black Widow movie supposedly starts filming soon. Um we got a female that movie that came out of nowhere and King Guns Ablazing, and it looks and it's amazing. So I am really looking forward to see what this yeah. becomes. Um, speak. Uh, yeah. Alita, uh,
1: Go ahead, go ahead. No, Mike, um, I can, can take it. Yeah,
2: Alita as a character is really strong. The thing is, the thing that might concern me about it catching on is we are, and it's a good thing, we are in the female empowerment renaissance, as I would call mm-hmm. it. You have characters like Wonder Woman and Rey in Star Wars, right. and the Birds of Prey and Captain Marvel and Black Widow. So Alita, she does have the power to stand out from the rest because it is something completely different. But also she will be competing against those characters to see which one sort of rises to the top in popularity.
0: That, that's It's not a bad problem to have. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have, given to the fact that you had a movie that shaped her into a character that's worth following. And that's, and that's where, I, where, where I love the fact of where the movie ended. Because at the end, you kind of see her after the death of Hugo. You know how in the audience or in the locker room, where you see in the locker room for the first time, who's there? Mm -hmm. Ito and his assistant. And his assistant helping Alita get ready. But when you see her again, she's by herself. So it makes you think that she has distanced herself. From Ito, or from that life of comfort, because of the mission that she set before before her, because this has become personal. So, so, so now we have another leaf to follow in the journey of Alita. So, so, I, I'm gushing too much, Isaac. You were going to say something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, speaking about uh, this is slightly off topic, but if uh, Alita becomes profitable. How long do you think uh, we're going to... before we're going to hear this studio is announcing a Sailor Moon uh, live-action adaptation? Because if this is a hit, Sailor Moon is uh, next in line. I think we all can agree on that one.
0: I can agree. And you know what, Isaac? As many times it happens, you have read my mind. You mad doctor, you. (laughs) You were thinking about Sailor Moon and you know what I was thinking? What if if nope. <laughs> So what I was thinking is with everything going on with Alita, if it becomes profitable, if it gets legs, um who's not who's to say that they might try to get attack on Titan greenlit sooner because of the popularity of Alita as an anime property? You know you know what I mean? because
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they fast-track all these anime movies in production. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, and not only that, I mean, we we have, of course, Netflix has always been in the forefront, um, especially with the amount of anime that they produce or or distribute. It's crazy. It's ever-expanding. But we all know that Nexus is working on the Cowboy Bebop. We know they're working on Sword Art Online. Andy Muschietti is already a recognized good director, um, especially... He's the one that did um, As It Tomorrow, wasn't he? It. No, that was, no, 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 that was no, no. The,
1: the Doug Lyman Doug was Lyman. it. Doug Liman,
0: okay. So, so yeah, Andy Muschietti w- was known for It. That's what he did, which is amazing. Um, it Chapter 2 is being filmed as we speak, I believe, right? It's being filmed already to yeah. come out next year.
1: And it's apparently, apparently three uh, hours long uh, uh, right now. Towards, three.
0: Can, can you notice that a lot of movies have, especially with, the, with, with, the, with comic book movies being all the rave, they're pushing the boundaries of length. Like, it is going to be three hours. A leader was two and two hours. Avengers Infinity War was two hours and, what, 30 minutes? Avengers Endgame is going to be three hours long. Like they—they're just doing it without fear because, because of the effect that these movies have had in pop culture, they're willing to sit down and just watch it.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the day off to see Endgame <laughs> because I won't be able to get <laughs> up for work the next morning, and I am okay with that.
0: And I am okay with that too because that's probably what I'm gonna do as well. But yeah, I—I um, I, I would love them to to fast track in the best way possible an Attack and Titan movie um, because that that. Because it shows what we have. Do you imagine them hiring Weta Digital, which is James Cameron's effects company, to do Attack and Titan?
2: That'd be insane. Oh my goodness.
0: And the fact of how amazing and immersive the Iron City was. Just, just I just, I can just imagine Paradis and all those houses and, 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 and the walls and all that. I need this now. Can, okay, I need this now. James Cameron, Attack and Titan. <laughs> I need it now. Please. (laughs) I'm not demanding, but please now. (laughs) So what do you guys Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's just it
2: makes me wonder, like in October of last year I think, Legendary swiped my hero academia with no writers. Yeah. I'm wondering if they if they're just if studios are picking up these anime properties just so when that boom hits, they'll be ready.
1: Yeah, and uh, let's not forget uh, Detective Pikachu that uh, apparently has some good words somehow mouth uh, going around uh, on Twitter. Apparently, there was a tweet that was spreading that uh, this was one of the most powerful films he has ever seen, and that uh, Daniel RP, uh, RPK was retweeting, and that was apparently about the Detective Pikachu. Yeah, so Alita and Detective
2: Pikachu might be the start of something. So you got to keep
0: an eye. I, I really, I really, really hope so. I really because, because um, anime deserves its time in the sun, it deserves it.
1: Yeah. Also, the uh, Detective Pikachu, uh, even if that's sort of off base, it could also be a sort of a kickoff for a video game adaptation as well, which could be very interesting in the future.
0: It's a double-edged. That, that little rascal is a double-edged sword. Breaking, break. Can you imagine Ryan Reynolds is leading two groundbreaking series comic books? He has comic books with Deadpool, and now he has video games and anime with Detective Pikachu. That is a madman that that has my respect till the end of time, (laughs) even if he did walk with baby legs. Um, uh, you made me do a spit take goddammit! language <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, sorry <laughs> cap but yeah anime adaptations we hope they come very very soon um, we really love Alita definitely we all say that we should watch it can we say as a team we all want people to watch Alita yeah, yes. 100%. Awesome. So uh, we're going to be tweeting about this. Keep retreating people that want to watch it. Um, I was thinking, Isaac, you and I gushed out in the original episode about our takes on a live action adaptation on anime or um, anime property. And I don't know you, but I want to hear what Mike thinks. I know he hasn't seen a lot of anime, but I want to know what you think. What do you think, Isaac? Should we let him talk?
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's go for it Michael. Worst case scenario. This could be a second episode. There you go
0: so (laughs) Mike the ball is in your court. Yeah, you are giving the power from I don't know you're given a power. Let's just say (laughs) You have the ability to greenlit a live-action adaptation of an anime property What do you what do you want to see and who you and who would you cast? As a protagonist. So, is this?
2: This is just an adaptation. It could be movie, yes. TV, anything. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I wish I was prepared for this. I would have written something down. Okay, give me a sec.
0: Impromptu, bro. That's a, you,
2: that's a lot of power.
0: That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. A lot of power.
2: <laughs> you you just gave me that one strand of hair, and I have one for all now.
1: If uh, if if you, if you want to, while well, you are. Thinking it through, I can mention mine, and it's the uh, uh, Helsing Ultimate, Akira, and Berserk. That was Even my Akira pick.
2: Akira already happened,
1: and the Akira live action. Yeah, adaptation that
0: has hasn't <laughs> happened. Um, let me see if I remember what I said.
1: Hmm. You said the Real Steel anime, which I can't recall the name on right now. Oh uh, no, that was.
0: It was. I said we should do Megalobox. Megalobox.
1: Uh, Definitely
0: Megalobox. And uh, Gundam Wing. There was one more. You, um, you see,
2: this shows the times we're living in. Every anime that I would have chosen has already happened or is about to happen with Cowboy Beat Bop and Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and even- is that because those are the other ones you've seen?
2: Yeah, and yeah. One Piece, but that's not gonna make any sense, so <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> well supposedly One Piece is already happening, but let's not go there. Yeah, I, let's not open this can of worms.
1: Isaac's go, not Aw. in my house. <laughs> we yeah, I could do a, an entire 40 minute rant about that one, so mm. well this? let's do this. Let's pick let's pick my hero academia, right? which I
0: know is this anime that you love.
2: What gave that away?
0: Right? (laughs) I don't know, the strand of hair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's say that you have the ability to cast All Might and Izuku Midoriya. Would you you cast anyone of the actors that you know? Would you even do it in America?
2: What would you do? Brandon, I posted like a 20-character thread of a fan cast from my Hero Academia, like three months ago, I can just send you that. But highlights, you know who I have is All Might already. Who? Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not fair.
0: He's Superman. Not anymore. He isn't. <laughs> okay. I can say. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is not a. That's not a thing yet. Eh. It's not official. It's not official. But yeah, if I was
2: actually <laughs> doing this, I wouldn't set it in America, so I wouldn't use American actors. That being said, okay. I don't know that many Japanese actors to cast. So
1: okay, Japanese. so
0: Henry Cavill is All Might, and who would, be, who would be Suku?
2: That's a tough one.
0: Let's say you pick one. of That's a tough one, right? right.
2: Obviously Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> he can play Endeavor. How about that? <laughs> and uh,
0: yes, he can. <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, he can. Um, there's not a lot of. Oh, you know who could be Izuku? I'm listening. Um, darn it, I forgot his name. What is he playing? Is it Asia? Is it Asia Butterfield? Asa Butterfield, yeah, but the kid. Yes, Asa Butterfield, the kid from Hugo. Yeah. Isaac, I'm sorry. I keep saying Hugo, and I know your blood boils. It's not my intention to keep um keep this trauma alive.
2: Different Hugos.
0: <laughs> Different Hugos. Salt in the
2: wound, though. Nevertheless, what,
0: what do you think, a Butterfield as as Izuku? What do you think, Isaac? You think that could work?
2: Doc, wake up, man. That's not
1: compute. That's not compute.
0: <laughs> Does that? Okay, but that's a good choice, though. That's a, that's a good choice in terms of My Hero Academia. Henry Cavill, <laughs> he has to. <laughs> no, no, but you, you. Henry Cavill is all Might. My...
2: I'm going to send you that thread because for Small Might, I have okay. Michael Sarah.
0: As, as Small Mike.
2: Small Might in his small form.
0: Oh, do we call him Small Might? Is this new?
2: That's what I call him. All Might, or Small you... Might.
0: Okay, that's just Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That 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 could make sense. That could make sense. Um, you know, okay, here's us me going off the rails because I can't leave all the madness to Doug Isaac. Um, can you imagine Gran Torino played by Al Pacino.
2: Oh my god. Do you imagine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> A very small Al Pacino just bouncing off the walls. Yoda Al Pacino. Eating Doritos would <laughs> <to> be hilarious.
1: <laughs>
0: and this podcast has officially gone off the rails, people. Uh, um, yeah. But that's the way we like it. Yep. <laughs> Keeps it fun. On your toes. I- awesome. Awesome. So how about we do some plugs and close this one up, guys? Sounds good?
2: One thing Me before we close. like it. I just have to point out we said oh my God. we said Alita needs to have legs like ten different times. Anybody realize how ironic right?
0: that is? She has legs right now. <laughs> <laughs> just because she was legless Well, here's the thing. <laughs> she started with legs, then she ended up leg less, and then she got stronger legs. Maybe it's a metaphor. That's the imagery of her. It's a metaphor for her box office of sex. That's- and I did not pronounce that right at all. <laughs> the, there you go. The Box Asif success, Sussex. Sussex. Um. <laughs> sausage. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's five a.m. in Sweden. Yeah. It's ten
2: p.m. here. We're just insane right now.
0: <laughs> it is true. It is true. It is true. That's that's a good quote. Good way to end it. Well done, Mike. <laughs> so let's go ahead and close this up. This box of crazy and greatness that is the Amateur Talker podcast. We talked Alita. We spoiled a lot of stuff that we loved about it. And I hope these were many things that you guys love too. Um, So before we go, let's talk about where we can find each other. Isaac, where can the masses find you and everything and
1: your awesome ramblings about anime? You can find me at Emblemaniac uh, on Twitter, and you can find my anime work on outside of this pod on Wabam Entertainment.
0: Mike Thomas, where can you find you and your awesome works?
2: So you can find me on Twitter at mtjr underscore one five. Also at Wabam Entertainment, doing the Wabam Entertainment podcast, co-hosting with Katie and Landon. Miss you guys. You can also find my reviews of Arrow, Alita, other movies coming out in the summer. Also doing Young Justice when that comes back. So there's a lot of good stuff coming.
0: Awesome, and you can find me at Lexen Alvarado on Twitter. That's L E X A N at Lexen Alvarado. Um, as you know on Twitter, I'm Brandon Scholar fan from Revenge of the Fans. Um, you can find my flash related um, column called the final lap there. You can find my movie reviews, TV show reviews and all that good stuff. And you can also find there my amateur otaku presents features where I talk about an anime that I love that I think you should watch spoiler free. So stay tuned for this and great, awesome stuff coming. Um, We will come back um, in two weeks because we are a bi-weekly podcast and we're going to talk next time. Some Marvel anime. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know, Marvel actually had a lot of cool anime that came out, and we're going to talk a little bit about those next time. And for those um, that don't know, just in case they want to get caught up, just in case we start talking spoilers, we're going to be covering the X-Men anime, and we're going to be covering the Blade anime. So um, very cool collections that you can easily find on Amazon. Um, We're going to be talking about those. Of course, celebrating the fact that Captain Marvel comes out in March 8th. So if you haven't seen Alita Battle Angel, here at the Amateur would say go see it. It's awesome. It's worth your money. Um, and let's support anime by going to see it because it is the best animated edition you're probably going to see in a long time. So from the Amateur Talker to you, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time. Peace. See you later. bye later. <laughs> Yo-boat.